When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is SEN's NBL Show with Braden Hesselhurst. Now Quals turned it over, straight in the path of Scott Sobey pulls up from the foul line, nothing but net. A show built for Australian basketball fans. Welcome everybody back to the NBL Show. I'm your host, Braden the Hoff Hesselhurst, and our show today is brought to you by Karina Leagues Club. Visit KarinaLeagues.com.au and what a season we have. We're in the Home stretch for the 23-24 NBL season. And this the ladder this year is absolutely stacked. Even Melbourne United, who have been at the top of the ladder for almost the whole season, are in danger of losing the top spot. You got Perth, who have recovered from that tough start where they were two and seven to be in a position now where they could possibly take top spot off United. You got Tasmania who are sticking in there despite some inconsistent form at third. Brisbane, the surprise packets in fourth. Sydney doing enough to stay in there at five. Cairns, the inconsistent Cairns Taipans still in the top six. And then you've got New Zealand trying to chase that top six. Illawarra, Adelaide, who have found some form from somewhere under new coach and interim coach Scott Ninnis, who's trying out for the job next year. The only team that's really ruled out is the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. And we'll talk a little bit more about them later. But... What a game we have tomorrow on Australia Day at Nissan Arena. It's the Brisbane Bullets against the first place Melbourne United. And it stacks up to be a really big game. The Bullets, the only team they've really struggled against this year is Melbourne United. Both games, they've lost to them down there. 89 to 78 first earlier in the season. And then 68 to 103 early on. Even that first game where they only end up losing by 11 points. They were down by... Uh, down by a big margin early on. And um, this is a real test. And the only test that the Bullets really have left, they've managed to beat Sydney in Sydney. They've beaten Perth in Perth, beaten New Zealand over there. They've beaten the Jack Jumpers twice, even beat Cairns Taipans in Cairns twice. But the Bullets are riding high as well, despite that loss on Friday night against the Perth Wildcats. They've won four out of their last five and now sit in fourth place. Who would have guessed that the Bullets would be in fourth place in the later stretches of the season. They've been really impressive, and their offense is starting to click as well. In the last five, six games, sorry, 95 points, 101. Now, they only scored 80 against Tasmania, but that was without Nathan Sobey. Then they scored 110, 86 against Perth in the lot big loss at RSE Arena, so we'll chuck that one to the side. And then they've scored 102 in Cairns to beat the Taipans last weekend. So despite them still being eighth in offensive rating, they found some form on that end of the floor, and the job uh, coach Justin Schuller has done with this team has been remarkable. They're still fourth in defense, but they go up against a really tough Melbourne United side, a side who's first in offense, first in defense. As I said, been really strong against the Brisbane Bullets earlier this season, and then they welcome back Shea Ely and Joe Lawala-Chul as well. So a big test in the way of the Brisbane Bullets tomorrow at Nissan Arena. And we have a really special guest to talk about it in NBL legend and current ESPN commentator, Derek Rucker. 
Ruck, welcome to the NBL show. Thanks, Brayden. Happy to be on. This is my uh, my maiden voyage, so I follow <laughs> it, obviously. So uh, thank you for having me on. I feel honoured. I had to do it, mate, because our um, pregame talks have been uh, become stuff of legend on the SEN broadcast during the NBL games. My co-commentator, Drury Forbes, always sees us down there having a chat, and he always uh, tries to get what we were talking about out of us, so I had to have you on after those, eh? Excellent, excellent. Well, we got a big one coming up tomorrow. A hundred percent, and that's where we will start, mate. The, the Brisbane Bullets, No, I don't think anyone expected them at the start of the season with the changes and everything they had to be in a position where they could potentially finish in the top four. What were your expe- expectations of this group um, at the start of the season? And if I told you that they would be sitting fourth with only four games left, what would you have told me? So I wasn't familiar with head coach Justin Schuler coming into the season. So because of my ignorance about his coaching a talent, how he handles himself as a man, and a few other variables, I thought the Bullets would be better, but not better as they have shown. And now look, the other thing is they've gone through so many bumps this year, but still somehow this group has managed to stay in the direction that they wanted to set out it at the beginning of the season. So Shuler's done a really good job with that. Now, I thought they would be better, but I didn't think they'd be in the top four with about four, three or four rounds to go in the season. Like, this is a tremendous job by Justin Shuler and his coaching staff and the players. And now... They have one of the biggest games, I would say, in the past five years in Brisbane basketball coming up. And if they can nab this one, they can make a real run for number three. Yeah, 100%. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about is this latest run where they've won four out of their last five. Um, and they they had a massive win on the weekend. Sorry, five out of their last six, uh, excuse me. And – We've spoken about throughout the season how they've been good enough defensively. They're fourth in defensive rating, but their offense has really struggled. Now, even though they are still eighth in offensive rating, they've found some form. And going through some of their latest scores, 95 points, 101, 80 versus Tassie, but that was without Nathan Sobey, 110, 86 in that loss to Perth, so we'll scrap that one, and then 102 in Cairns. What's led to this change, you think, in their offense, the, their ability ability to find points to go with their defense? Well, obviously, it helps when your star player has found his stride. And we've known Nathan Sobey to be a very talented offensive player, but kind of rogue. And I think Nathan, to his credit, has checked himself at the offensive end figured out how to still be productive and more efficient within the scope of what the team wants and what the coaching staff has been looking for. And now we're seeing Nathan at his best. And I think, you know, he's been such a polarizing player, a player that I've always supported because I understand his perspective and where he's been, where he's been coming from, given what he's experienced within this Bullets franchise in recent years. He's felt the onus of offensive production has been on him. He's felt that pressure to perform in order to get his team victories or close to victories or just be competitive. And it takes time to make an adjustment, especially once you're a player in your 30s 
But to his credit, he started to do that. And over the past five or six weeks, we've seen a really explosive Nathan Sobey coupled with an intelligent offensive decision maker who has been patient enough and trustful enough of his teammates that overall the team is starting to look better on the offensive end. And I think, you know, we see a lot of this with Bryce Cotton also. Bryce will go, 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 and then he'll let somebody else do their bit for a bit, working off of his threat. And I think when you get that type of superstar, then your team can really start to develop high offensive efficiency. And you're right, the Bulls have been really good offensively over the past four to five games. On the two people you've mentioned so far, Nathan Sobey, Justin Schuller, what are your thoughts on their chances? Nathan Sobey, probably more predictable to try and make that uh, NBL All-First team. And then Schuller's chances of winning Coach of the Year because you know just as good as anyone else, a lot of the time people say Vickerman and that, but more times than not in the past, it goes to a coach where the story's behind it. So it's an unexpected run. You know, we've seen Cairns with 40 win at Cairns with Mike Kelly um, and then, you know, this year it's probably more in the hands of John really after their poor start and their a chance of getting first. But what are your thoughts on, on Sobey, first of all, getting into that first team and, and Justin Schuller's chances of winning coach of the year? You're right about the sentimental side of the coach of the year voting in recent years. I mean, you can even go back to Sean Dennis um, when he was coaching the Townsville team several years ago. It's an Australian basketball cultural thing where we kind of don't necessarily reward the coach who's led his side to brilliance like a Dean Vickerman or a John Reilly. However, I think this is John Reilly's award this season, unless things go really bad um, down the stretch. Shula's done it. Like I've said, he's been very admirable um, with his performance and he, he'll finish in the top four. Um, Nathan Sobey, I think it will probably be a push for him to get into the second team. A lot of it will come down to how he performs, you know, in these final four games of the season. You know, if he goes, if he closes out the season, you know, 22 points a game with decent efficiency and the Bullets say win three of those games and secure a top four, four position, hey, man, he's got to be considered, you know, in the top in the top 10 players in the league. So going to be really exciting but there are so many good players and so many guys performing well um it's really hard to make one of those one of those two all nbl teams here with nbl legend and espn nbl expert derek rucker uh, and derek with our uh, game tomorrow against melbourne united you said it's probably one of the biggest in years especially for the brisbane bullets now they've struggled against melbourne this season what are your thoughts on on that matchup? And we've spoken about Brisbane's offense. Now they're going up against the best defensive team and Melbourne United have really sort of strangled them in the two meetings this year. What are you expecting in tomorrow's matchup? Well, there's a reason why Melbourne United has dominated this series, in particular here in Brisbane, and it's Chris Golding. He destroys them when he comes back to Brisbane. So if I'm the Bullets, I'm taking him out early. I'm face guarding. I'm not letting him get any sense of familiarity or any feeling like this is his home because that's what he does. When he comes here, he makes Nissan Arena his home away from home, and he tortures the Bullets. Um, offensively, from the Bullets' perspective, I think as long as they move the ball, play with patience offensively, 
I think they can handle Melbourne United in a half-court setup here in Brisbane. I don't know if that can be the case away from Brisbane, but I think here on their home court where they feel confident, they got the crowd, the place is going to be sold out. That place is going to be juiced up. So all those variables come into play. And, you know, if you're patient, you're patient. Knock down key shots. They've got some guys in form. Baines is playing well. Toby's playing well. McDaniel's playing well. Um, and Harrison's playing well. All right? You've got enough guys who are playing well that can win you the game. So it's just a matter of where your mindset is. And obviously they're going to have to defend Melbourne United, but I think they'll do they'll do a pretty good job on most of the guys. But it's just a matter of can they shut down CG forty three. Going to be an interesting matchup, that's for sure. And you'll be there to call all the action. Derek Rucker, thanks for your time on the NBL show. Thanks for having me, Brayden. Appreciate it. We're back. This is SEN's NBL show with Braden Hesselhurst. Sobe with some footwork in the jam with authority. A show built for Australian basketball fans. Let the dogs out. And now it is time for Braden's Top Dogs. Yes, the return of the Top Dogs. And I'm going straight to someone that Derek Rucker and myself just spoke about. I'm going to Brisbane Bullets head coach Justin Schuller. In his first year in charge of the Brisbane Bullets in his rookie NBL season, he's led a team that was 8-20 and at this time last year to 12-12 and and in the top four. And as I mentioned earlier, who would have thought that they'd be here early in the season? I expected a better team with the people they recruited, the likes of Mitch Norton, the likes of Sam McDaniel. They expect I expected them to be much tougher and compete harder, but I didn't expect them to to put the wins on the board and be able to beat these teams with so much firepower to get in the finals hunt. And as Derek Rucker mentioned, Justin Schull has fought through a lot as well. They've had Josh Bannon started with an injury, missed the first few games. The Aaron Baines five-game suspension. Then Shannon Scott missed a lot of time with a hamstring injury. Bannon's been out with illness since. Smith has Chris Smith has been out with an injury in Sydney when they got that win. Nathan Sobey's been out when they got a win against Tassie. And then even recently, Casey Prather's been out with an illness. And he's fought through all that. And now they're in fourth with just four games left. And those games, Melbourne, at Illawarra, Adelaide, and then at New Zealand. They're fourth in defense. And this has stereotypically been a team over the last couple of years that has been one of the worst defensive teams in the competition. And now this is what has led them to this finish or to this place on the ladder is their defense. They compete each and every night. And their offense comes and goes at times. Lately, it's been much better, but they always compete. And just another note with that, another honorable mention in our top dogs, it's going to go to Aaron Baines. I've spoken about how he's played his role. And on the weekend, he did that against Cairns with 15 points and three of three from the three-point line. But the shout-out today for top dogs goes to Brisbane Bullets coach Justin Schuller. And who's on the radar this week? Yes, on the radar this week, I'm going to take aim at the Illawarra Hawks. The honeymoon period is over for coach Justin Tatum. They've lost their last three. They've slipped out of the top six, and now the pressure is on for the very first time. And in their last few games, the last three games they've lost, they're giving up an average of 99.6 points to their opposition. The five games before that, just 81.2. 
81.2. So that's almost, that's 15 points difference. And then another person on top of that is import point guard Justin Robinson. In his last two games, he scored two points total. Now, the Illawarra Hawks, everyone was raving about how they were going, and Justin Tatum did get them rolling. We had him on the show. He was great to have. But now the pressure's on, and can you build on that recent form and try and perform when the real pressure is on now with final spots on the line? So my aim for on the radar is going firmly at the Illawarra Hawks and import Justin Robinson. And just to close this week, we have a massive week of games starting tonight in Melbourne. It's the Southeast Melbourne, the injured Southeast Melbourne. They've got hardly anyone playing with Gary Brown and Matt Kenyon missing on top of Alan Williams and uh, Craig Moller, who are out for the season. They, they host the Sydney Kings. Then Perth host Illawarra in Perth. Then tomorrow, the big one, um, Brisbane hosting Melbourne, New Zealand hosting Tasmania. Then on Saturday, we go two teams fighting for a playoff spot. Adelaide host Cairns. Cairns aiming to rebound from that disappointing loss to the Brisbane Bullets. And then once again, the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix hosting the Perth Wildcats. It all finishes on Sunday with the Illawarra Hawks hosting the New Zealand Breakers and the Sydney Kings hosting Melbourne United. So a big round of games, in particular for the Cairns Taipans, our other Queensland team. They've got enough talent to get in that top six and to challenge teams in the final series, but they've been so inconsistent. And it showed last week with a game winner against Illawarra, and then they go home and lose at home against Brisbane. So the pressure is firmly on the Cairns Taipans as well to see if they can get any type of consistency going and jump into that top six. But that's all we have time for here on the NBL show. Thanks to the Karina Lees Club. We'll see you next week.